going on family it's your man gb gerard bonner and welcome to another edition of the faction quick hits for a tuesday hope you guys are doing well hope your week is off to an absolutely auspicious start and definitely i hope yesterday was fantastic for you Big shout out to everyone who joins us by way of social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Faction Show. If you're not following us, click the follow button. You'll find a lot of great news and updates there. And of course, a big shout out to everyone who is subscribed to our podcast. If you're not doing that or if it's your first time, welcome aboard. Click that subscribe button, if you will. And while you're at it, be sure to rate and leave a comment for this podcast on your preferred podcast platform. It absolutely allows the rest of the world to see and hear what you think about the faction. So there's a lot of news to get into today. We'll kick things off with the ongoing battle between the WWE and COVID-19. Yes, indeed. You remember a couple of weeks ago that about a dozen, maybe two dozen folks had contracted the virus, which included two backstage correspondents. They are Kayla Braxton and Renee Young. So both of them naturally have been off of TV. And around that time, word came out that perhaps uh, around two dozen folks had tested positive for the coronavirus. Well, that number looks more like 40. Yeah, sit down with that for a second. 40 folks at WWE as of a week ago have tested positive for COVID-19. Now, last week we shared the comment that Taz made calling WWE a sloppy shop, which upset folks at WWE. And that's why when you looked on SmackDown and you looked on Raw last night, you actually began to see people in masks. So I got to just say this. It's a crazy concept that almost four months into this virus that WWE is still not actively doing testing as they should or as they promised that they're just allowing people on camera to wear masks and again they at one point had more wrestlers in the stands or sort of the stands uh, acting as fans and they had even opened it up to their friends and loved ones folks who weren't regularly getting tested anyway And it's in Florida, one of the highest states for COVID-19. This is all very problematic. And if you're in WWE right now, you've got to be asking yourself a lot of questions. Number one, is it safe to even go to work? And what does work look like in these streets? So very weird time for WWE and for the rest of the world as well. But watching how WWE is responding, they are far more reactive than proactive. And that's problematic because you definitely can't have wrestlers wrestling with the coronavirus. So this is interesting to see. All of this leads up to their second major pay-per-view of the year being SummerSlam. Of course, we saw WrestleMania impacted by the coronavirus. Their intent was to be able to be back on the road and have SummerSlam happen uh, in Boston as initially planned. Well, it's official. SummerSlam has moved from Boston into the Performance Center. It's just no way that it's going to be able to happen. As the mayor of Boston, Mayor Marty Walsh, announced an extension on the ban of large gatherings in the city through the end of summer. So that easily cares for SummerSlam, which was scheduled for August the 23rd at the TD Garden. It's going to be the first time ever that SummerSlam will not be at an arena or a stadium. 
and it is the state of the world for WWE. Everything is happening at the Performance Center. So no WrestleMania to people, no money in the bank. Now for sure, no SummerSlam. What if this happens to Survivor Series? Could we end up seeing a year for WWE that's spent in the Performance Center? And here's the other crazy question about that. You know, earlier this year, they had a number of layoffs, and part of those layoffs included the live event department because they did not know when folks would be back. I'd gotten a notification uh, about two weeks ago that an NXT event, which was originally scheduled for April, that was canceled here in Atlanta, was being rescheduled for July. That event, which was actually supposed to take place this week, has now been rescheduled to December the 17th. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy to see what's happening uh, with that, but it makes sense. So, yeah, lots of concerns about what's going to happen with WWE, and you've got to ask yourself... How does this fare for WWE financially? Let's consider this. They made a lot of money from live events, from traveling to varying stadiums, from merchandise that was being sold, you know, from ticket prices, et cetera, et cetera. That's income that's not happening. They have not been able to receive income from a paying customer attending an event since March. Could we see more cuts in WWE? Possibly. I don't know. But be that as it may, that's what's happening with WWE and the coronavirus. With that said, we're going to do something we don't normally do on a quick hit. And we're going to go back in time because today is a very significant day. It's the anniversary of a major event. And I'm not even going to tell you what it is. I want to see if you can figure it out based on this. Hulk Hogan is in the building. You're damn right he is. Go get him. professional wrestling that man did right there hulk hogan let's get everybody out of the dressing room right now and kick his rear end unbelievable brother you what just have sold i been saying the all devil. these years how huh? what have i been saying all these years oh, you know, oh my can... god a career it's, of a lifetime it's... right down the drain kid I hope you love it. Can you you see just those little, sold your soul to the devil. See those little hulksters with the tears rolling down their face right now? We are not going to even acknowledge that three count. Now what happens to us? What happens now to WCW? There was no three count. I never thought I would say that he's yellow, but he may be wearing red, but he's wearing red and yellow. What do we do now? What a low. I'll tell you what. Oh. This is a... Unbelievable situation right here at Bash at the Beach.
All right, most of you can probably remember where you were on July the 7th, 1996, when we saw the birth of what is known as the NWO. Hulk Hogan comes down in a match that involved the outsiders, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, against three of WCW's finest, Randy Savage, Lex Luger, and Sting. Who was the third man? The third man would be Hulk Hogan, which, as you heard, many thought could have been there to rescue WCW, but it was one Bobby the Brain Heenan who initially thought, well, could he be the third man? That was one of the most significant heel turns we've ever seen in the world of pro wrestling, launching one of the greatest angles and factions we've ever seen in pro wrestling. The NWO, you could make the argument, single-handedly catapulted WCW to an 83-week victory over WWE and Monday Night Raw. Everyone wanted to know what was going to happen with the NWO as this storyline was unfolding. And I got to tell you, we loved it. I remember, and it was such an unusual time in wrestling. At that particular time, you could go to the mall. And I remember going to a mall in Virginia Beach where folks were playing Monday Nitro. You had NWO shirts being sold everywhere. It was one of the biggest phenomenons the world of pro wrestling had ever seen. And for all we want to say about the Attitude Era and the WWE, none of that happens if Scott Hall and Kevin Nash don't head to WCW and bring us the NWO. So here's one of the things that I'm curious about as we wish a happy 24th birthday to the NWO, which is kind of crazy as still, you know, the two sweet sign is still a big deal. The NWO still gets a lot of attention. And let's face it, without the NWO, we wouldn't have had Degeneration X. We wouldn't have the Bullet Club. We wouldn't have the Elite. We wouldn't have a lot of these factions that we have seen in modern pro wrestling. So I want to ask this question. What move in 2020 could possibly rival the Hulk Hogan heel turn that birthed the NWO. I want to hear from you in terms of finding out what you think that is. As I'm thinking, like I don't know what could rival that. Perhaps Roman Reigns making a return and making his uh, long-awaited heel turn. Maybe he comes back to rescue someone and people start to cheer him and then he turns on them. Now, I don't know that that would ever happen because WWE uh, certainly invested so much in Roman Reigns to try to make him the top guy in the company that turning him heel in their mind may not work. We often talked about John Cena turning heel, though Cena is pretty much gone from the wrestling scene. I honestly don't know who else could get that kind of a response as Hogan's heel turn did in WCW. Now, that could mean a lot of things, and I'm sure Brandon Clack is somewhere listening to this, spouting the virtues of the Attitude Era. But I want to hear from you. Let us know right now via social media what move, what angle, what thing can the world of pro wrestling do, be it WWE, AEW, New Japan, what can they do to have the kind of shock value that Hulk Hogan turning heel had some 24 years ago today? Let us know right now on our social media feed at The Faction Show. 
Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, make sure you're clicking the subscribe button to this podcast. Do us a favor, rate it and leave a comment as well. Let us know and let the world know what you think about the faction. Until next time, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and John Murray. Collectively, we're known as the faction. Salute my people, here we go. Salute my people.